0: As the ushers come down and start giving, Church, we have one final song of this four-week psalm series that our team wrote, and I'm standing here with Peter Gazanian, who was a part of writing this final song. Peter, tell us about it.
1: Thanks, Jeremy. Um, So yeah, so I had the privilege with um, Cedric Stevens and Catherine Hutto of writing this psalm on, song, writing the song on Psalm 124. And as Perry mentioned in the video, you know, it talks a lot about with Israel talking about if you had not been there. And it has this great ending in it of saying um, that God is our help. And so as, as we read through that and we, you know, contemplated, meditated on it, you know, what really came out to us is this song is about looking back and remembering what God has done in our lives. How in the midst of all the trials in our past and we were at, how God has helped us along the way and to me one of the I think the beautiful pieces of it is that it says our help, not necessarily just my help, but it looks at Israel and says God you have been our help through all of these crazy things and wars. And so um, we want to share this song with you. Um, it's really a call and response type of piece where we come and we say, um, you know, God, you have been our help in the past in all these crazy things, it's something we can collectively sing together.
0: Amen. Amen. Give with cheerful hearts now as you hear. sound. Can you hear me? You can hear me. We are running out of time, but that was so good. Church family, if you have a Bible with you, find me in Psalm 124, Psalm 124. I have the Pew Bible right here, and it's on page 751 in the Pew Bible. And it's also gonna be on screen. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. Psalm 124, and the first thing that it says is a song of a sense. and We've been learning over the last few weeks that this means physically and spiritually. This song accompanied God's people on their journey toward God in worship. It's a both and, physically and spiritually, because remember, what we do physically impacts us spiritually. It also says a song of David, which is another important note. But it reads this. If the Lord had not been on our side, let all of Israel declare it together. If the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be God. Before you are seated, would you join me in prayer? (laughs) Let's pray together. Lord, we have already declared physically at the table and with our hearts that you have done the work of rescue in our lives. So we say, even now, if you had not been on our side, if it were not for your work on the cross, your work of resurrection lifting us out of the waters and out of death, we would be stuck. Stuck in the wretched state not only of our individual sin, but of the sin that infects all of creation. We thank you and we listen now for your word to penetrate our lives. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, amen, amen. And now you may be seated. I have in my notes here, Time is of the essence, do not even mention that this is your first time preaching on a Sunday morning. Better, um, better to just jump right in and stay on task. Also, don't try to be funny, it won't work. It's, it's really, it's all right here. Um, so I took all my attempts at humor out of this message. If, if anything is funny from here on out, it's all by mistake, not on purpose. Um, in all seriousness, uh, I'm really, it's, a, it's an honor. Um, and with much fear and trembling, I come to, to open God's word before you. I really believe that Psalm 124 is one of the most accessible psalms in the whole book. Um, it is a profound testimony of our faith in this together life. It's, it's our faith together. And it's that kind of a psalm, our life together in faith and we don't have a lot of time, so I'm gonna move fast, hopefully not too fast. I want you, as we start, to see the structure of the psalm because in great Jewish literary fashion, the psalm speaks profoundly even in its structure, and so follow me, because the psalm starts out, and it's sort of like a pyramid or a staircase, and it starts out with God's presence, God's presence, and then it moves into God's protection, and then it turns to God's praise, and it comes back to God's protection and it comes back to God's presence and I'm gonna get a workout. God's presence is our foundation, it's the base. It's where the Psalm starts. The storms of life, the difficulties that come, cry out for God's protection. We see him at work and we give God praise and the storms come in life and God is present at the foundation And this up and down, up and down of life is what the Psalms, all of the Psalms speak of. It's part of what our lives are like. And if you are beginning to see this up and down process of our walk with God in this world, the struggles that lead us, to see God more clearly, the uphill battles, the mountaintop experiences. We're beginning to understand the entire book of Psalms. These eight verses in Psalm 124 are a snapshot of the entire book of Psalms. If you wanna zero in on the primary theme of the book, it's God's presence, his protection, his praise. We, we think of it as not only a pyramid, but, but like a cycle, like. Uh, Even even better, I think, for us as followers of Christ is like a spiral staircase. That as we go and as we seek the Lord, we move closer to him, even in the midst of, there's no perfect analogy, right? Because the spiral staircase doesn't get the ups and downs, but I don't know. You follow me? (laughs) Let's look at it carefully, and I'm gonna breeze through this. Verse one, if the Lord had not been... On our side and then it's like the worship leader is saying come on Israel I can't hear you and ask them to shout it again if the Lord had not been on our side this is a declaration of God's presence the flip side of if the Lord had not been on our side is the Lord was on our side it's a declaration past tense declaration but then the But then catch this this is the past tense declaration of what we call Jesus at advent time Emmanuel God with us God has been with us God God is present with us then we get to the dangers verse two we were attacked verse three they would have swallowed us alive in their anger verse four and five the flood the torrent the raging waters would have wiped us away and then verse six is where it turns to praise. Praise be to God because he did not allow these things to happen to us. He was with us, he is with us. Then we get to verse seven, and look at verse seven. There's a trap that was set. There's a trapper trying to get us, trying to get God's people. The snare itself has been broken and we have escaped. Ooh, church. We could dwell on that verse for a while, am I right? If I were a preacher, that verse would preach. If I had time, but we don't have time. <laughs> but, but, but look at this, that's our faith right there. We would be trapped in sin and death. There is a trapper out there trying to get us. Praise be to God, that through the work of Christ, the snare itself is broken and we have escaped, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the final verse, God is on our side because we have the one true living and triune God, because he is maker of heaven and earth. As Pastor Matthew said last week, all the small G gods have failed us and we fail ourselves, but God, but God, the one who made heaven and earth will never fail us he'll never fail us he is with us amen amen Amen. this applies in our lives to so many different circumstances and it applied to so many circumstances in the old testament with the people of God I want to take us quickly to one instance in the old testament it's in the life of David and it's a section that commentators point to in connection with this psalm so jump over to 2 Samuel chapter five, you're gonna go back. It's nine chapters back, nine books back to 2 Samuel chapter five. I think it has something to teach us and I'm really running out of time. So this is so good, 2 Samuel chapter five, starting in verse 17. 2 Samuel five, verse 17 says this. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, go for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. So David went to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, as waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal Perazim. Your Bible may have a note in it that says, uh, the NIV translates that to the Lord who breaks out. Some translations say the Lord of the breakthrough, and I love that, the Lord of the breakthrough. Verse 21, the Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. Verse 22, once more the Philistines came up and spread out in the Valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord and he answered. Do not go straight up, but circle around behind and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly, because that will mean the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as the Lord commanded him. He struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Now hold that in front of you and I want you to see what Psalm 124 is saying. In Second Samuel 5, we get the full context for the Psalm. The Psalm of David says, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, They would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Leading to this chapter, 2 Samuel 5, we've just found out that David has become king, uniting the north and the south. Israel and Judah have become one for the first time. It is at this exact moment that the Philistines, this ancient enemy of God's people, an enemy to God himself are most threatened and they have a desire to get David to destroy his kingdom before it even has a chance to grow, before it can be established. The Philistines had five city-state type regions, five of them, each with its own ruler. And so in 2 Samuel 5 verse 17, when it says, they went up in full force, it means, that the armies of all of these regions joined together for this battle, a force large enough to literally swallow Israel alive the way that a flood would engulf and sweep over in destruction. Commentators point out the Philistines were strategic in their attack, choosing to attack Israel in the center. It would have been the north part of the Philistine region But it would also be this Valley of Rephaim at the center, the tribe of Benjamin. And if you know your history, Saul was from the tribe of Benjamin. And if you know your history more, Saul and David didn't quite get along. And they had had some recent difficulty and turmoil. And so the Philistines may have had in mind to take advantage of this. Maybe, just maybe, the tribe of Benjamin would turn on David. We see back-to-back attacks in 2 Samuel 5, but the language is this, the language is this. Instead of the Philistine army acting as the flood of destruction, it is God who breaks through, the God of the breakthrough. It's God who breaks through like waters. In the second attack, it's not a Philistine trap, but the Philistine army itself is trapped by the encircling army of King David by God's hand, and David in the psalm declares, praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn apart. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There's something else, there's something else I want you to see in this chapter, 2 Samuel 5, in this section of scripture. We need to see something today, and it's David's activity and his posture. The moment he heard about the the attack, he mobilized his people. He withdrew to the stronghold and he inquired of the Lord. He mobilized his people, he withdrew to the stronghold and he inquired of the Lord. Verse 19 and verse 23 both start with these words. So David inquired of the Lord. Verse 25, we read, so David did as the Lord commanded, remarkable attention to God, remarkable faith, remarkable faithfulness, remarkable obedience. But David knew exactly what he declared in Psalm 124. This has everything to do with God. It is God, not David, who made this victory happen. Church, I think this speaks to us, and I think we have something to learn, and I'm already out of time. As a son of this church, um, I grew up here. I'm your worship pastor, and yet I don't, I don't hold these things as some sort of license to speak boldly to you, or too boldly. Um, and I really pray that It is God's words that have been moving in my heart and in my meditations on this. And that you would pray also as you hear. There are no Philistines attacking us today, right? But when we think about the effects of human sin, the power of sin and death in this world, the spiritual powers of darkness, Could you imagine an attack on God's people today that would seek to separate us from one another? Maybe split us right down the middle, threatening our loyalties in the most vulnerable locations. Is it hard for us to imagine in a day like this that we're living in? to see us torn apart. If the Psalm that we just looked at is a testimony of our faith together, then there's something to be said about needing God's constant protection so that our faith remains our faith. If we take Christ's prayer for unity seriously, if we take the body of Christ seriously, if we believe that it is God's design to do a work in this world through his people, the family of God, then church, there is an indictment today on our commitment, on our love, on our faithfulness to Christ's body. I really think there's an attack on God's people today. If there is, this is it. Think about the things that are tearing us apart. I don't have to name them. Making us avoid one another, making us hold each other in suspicion. And I just simply want to ask, can the body of Christ be torn apart like this? Is there a real danger that this flood would engulf us, that that it would sweep us away? Are we committed to Christ's body? Are we more committed to something else? Fill in the blank. What are those things that we might be in danger of holding in higher esteem than the body of Christ? What are those things that we might be in danger of holding in higher esteem than the body of Christ? I'm almost done oh how we need god's presence his protection we need his help and the good news is this church he's on our side the story of his presence his protection his praise his presence his protection his praise this story remains but are we too quick to abandon one another this is the cycle of our life together This is how God designed it together. And here's what we need, church. We need restored commitment to one another. We need to know, realize, declare, live out that the work of Christ through the body of Christ is God's design for his glory to be revealed. When we are made aware of attack, we need to mobilize our people. We need to gather in our stronghold, in this place here where the church can inquire of the Lord where we can come before the Lord, open his word, do as he commands in remarkable faith and obedience, seeking the Lord of the breakthrough. If David's life can be an example to us, together we must continually seek his presence and protection and his praise and glory. We must gather together in this place, hear his word and act together. Would you pray with me? Lord, we, your people, need you if there was ever a time. We love you, we trust you. We've declared in our worship and in communion that you have saved us for your purposes, and so for your purposes, have your way in us. But Lord, I pray as you prayed that we would be one as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one. In your name we pray, amen.
2: Jeremy, (laughs) I'm thinking with with fear and trembling, when we take that obedience step, God does amazing things. So thank you for um, just bringing us your heart this morning and and the message. Uh, Church family, my name is Dan Crichton and I uh, serve as the church chair. And uh, we just want to take a few minutes uh, just to talk about some family business. Um, I know many of you have received letters from Pastor Jeff and myself on Friday. Um, and I just want to take a moment to just, again, thank the congregation. We haven't seen uh, Pastor Jeff for, for a few weeks, and. That time was just so valuable to him and his family as they were discerning uh, some of the recent information from our senior pastor search committee. Um, so just on behalf of, of the Massage family and um, also our uh, church leadership, thank you for just your patience and your, 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 uh, just your grace in giving them some time to just discern where they feel God is bringing them next. Um, in a moment, I'm gonna invite Pastor Jeff to join and just share his heart. But uh, before I do that, uh, Jeff, I just want to speak to you directly um, on just behalf of uh, the Ministry Council and I know many, many in our congregation. Um, we just want, want to acknowledge that you have just done an outstanding job in leading Lake Avenue Church in one of the most challenging times in recent history. Uh, the the parenthesis, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. what we call the, the parenthesis season. You know, we, we began this together. Uh, the ministry council began this with you, and, and we had no idea what to expect. Um, and it was the unexpected. <clears throat> and uh, I just need to say that um, you, you rose to the challenge, um, and uh, you, you led us well. So thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of, of your, your church leadership, on behalf of the congregation. And, and, and our hearts go out to Jenny, and Russell, and Henry, you guys are part of our family, so thank you for that. So with that, I'm gonna invite you up. Would you just give a warm, warm welcome to Pastor Jeff.
3: going to read the letter that was sent knowing that so many of you don't check your email <laughs> and i'm going to make a few comments um, and then we'll we'll move on with the day i told dan a minute ago i thought i was out of tears but that doesn't seem to be quite true dear lake avenue church from first thessalonians grace and peace to you We, Jenny and I, always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. How can I describe my journey at Lake Avenue Church? It really is a love story. Ours is a story of increasing love for the Lord Jesus, for you, the Lake Avenue congregation, and for our Lake Avenue mission. And you have loved us well and given me and my family an incredible life. We are grateful beyond anything words can capture. At the time I received the information from the Lake Avenue Church Senior Pastor Search Committee, we were en route to interview with another congregation and my mother was preparing for surgery. With all of these things happening, I am grateful that the ministry council offered me time and space to reflect and discern these past few weeks. So please know that my absence physically and virtually allowed us to focus, focus on discerning what the Lord is saying to the Mattisich family. And it became clear that we're not to serve another congregation at this time, But the Lord also made clear that after 22 years, my time as a pastor on the Lake Avenue Church staff has come to an end. My last day on staff will be November 19th, 2021. It has been an incredible honor and privilege to be part of this church family and the pastoral staff. There will be several moments in which I will say more, but Jenny and I wanted to share this news with you now. My immediate next steps will allow me to be a full-time student so I can finish my doctoral degree, as well as be more present and helpful with my mom and my family. Obedience is often difficult. For us, being obedient to the Lord is hard right now. It's hard because of love. I I love being a part of this wonderful church family, and I love what our family is about. I'm sure you felt it, but the baptisms this last week perfectly illustrate. While our relationship will soon change, our love remains. We are not moving away, and our boys will continue being part of the most incredible family ministries in the United States of America. I added that this morning, but I believe that. (laughs) I need you to know I believe you have the most gifted, passionate, and Jesus-loving staff in the history of Lake Avenue Church. Serving with them has allowed me to see and serve Jesus more faithfully. Likewise, I believe that this is a strong, a strong and united ministry council. And as I have said for the past many years, I believe the best days for Lake are ahead. And I still believe this to be true with all my heart because of the ways in which these servants love and serve the Lord, this church family, community, and mission. There'll be more details and dates coming in coming days. I'll be sharing in the services now. And I'll be preaching my final two weekends of November 7th and 14th. There'll be times where I can express my love and gratitude for you and our many years together. I have never been short on words or sentiment with you, and I'm not going to stop now. Love, Jeff. Let me make a few comments. And they fit, I think, quite well as application to your sermon. 22 years. What a ride. No one, no one comes to a church as an intern and stays and gets to do the things you've allowed me to do. My heart is full, my heart is thankful, and I wouldn't want it any other way. I am grateful for the genuine love that I have for so many of you that I've had the privilege of walking with in intimate ways. I've, I'm honored by the journeys and your lives that I have been invited into. And I'm really grateful for the way you've walked in my life as well. In these 22 years, I've met and married my wife. I'm married in the chapel. Many of you were at our wedding. During these past 22 years, we've brought two little men, growing men, into this world. You've welcomed them. You've allowed them to be kids not pastor's kids. Thank you. You've sent your love for us in tangible ways, with your words, with your gifts, with your hugs, with your smiles. You have walked with my family in dark times. I will never forget the way in which you came alongside my brother when his home burned down in the Ventura fires. Strangers to us, bringing by gifts and notes and and handmade blankets for their first Christmas with no decorations, the generosity financially you gave to them. It's it's overwhelming, and you're doing it now as you walk through my mom's cancer journey with us. I, I would ask you to continue to pray. Her surgery was successful. We're in chemo round two, there is more Cancer to kill and the journey ahead continues, and we need your prayers. I am of full heart. I am sad, but I have a full heart. Because I know how we are as church people, can I just give you way more information than you should know? But I just want to make sure we are all on the same page. Prior to all of this, this was rather sudden, unexpected. As we planned our October, we didn't see this being part of our plans. It was already a full October. So my wife is not protesting anything. Her absence here today is because she's with her girlfriends, getting away for the weekend, well-deserved. So please know that. You will probably see Jenny over the next few weeks while you won't see me. Because I've waited my whole life to be able to say this. Next week, I'm gone fishing. (laughs) I'm going to Idaho and fishing with some friends. I am grateful. And then we have one every now and then. We get these Royal Lake Avenue Church weddings and we've got one on the 16th. Tyler Doan, who's playing bass this morning, Sarah Beckin, grew up in the church and they're gonna spend a lifetime together. I'm gonna go to that wedding on the 16th and have the time of my life. And then the next day, Pastor Chuck Hunt, myself, and Pastor Tim Peck are flying to Chicago to go to a conference together. I'm then staying in Chicago for another week uh, for study at Trinity. So the next three Sundays, I was already scheduled to not be here, and I'm not going to be here, but it's not me hiding, okay? I just want you to know that. Our boys haven't missed a Sunday that we've been in town, and we will um, try to be as present as we can until we're, until we're done. I want to close this time uh, with just a scripture that seems very loud to me for all of us today. And I think it goes well with Jeremy, your admonition to the congregation. We will have more time to talk to COVID hug or whatever we do during COVID. Um, But I want you to know I'm okay. We're okay. We love you so much. And we're excited about what God has for the future of Lake and the future for the mattisich family and i am not likening myself to the apostle paul but i find his words to the philippians church really poetic in this moment therefore lake avenue church if you have any encouragement from being united with christ if any comfort from his love if any common sharing in the spirit if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. And in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who in being, being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by being obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father amen are we singing okay then let me pray it's been it's been a while might be a little rusty father thank you for this this time together to be in your word, to sing, to see one another, to be this community. I'm particularly mindful that it's, this is the way you've designed us to live out our faith in you, with one another, and yet it's in the midst of being with one another that kind of the, the messiness of life, as Jeremy even shared this morning, is just so evident. And so God, we would pray that your Holy Spirit would be so thick, that your Holy Spirit would be so heavy on each one of us that we might might be found faithful to a kind of love and sacrifice for one another in in worship of you that would demonstrate to the rest of the world who you are. God, I pray in this moment uh, for, for the next many weeks together, I pray, God, that we would savor and soak them in, that we would truly lean into love and gratitude and gratefulness. And with great excitement, say thank you, God, mutually for this amazing journey, this full journey. And God, with great joy, excitement, I pray now for the next season for Lake Avenue Church. And I pray, God, uh, that Lake would be found faithful to the places and people you call us to.
0: sin runs
1: deep.
0: Your grace is small. My grace is high. Church, as we prepare to go, and before I give the sending benediction, if you would like to receive prayer this morning, there's some folks that are gonna come down here on your right, there's also a prayer room through those doors with some others who would love to pray with you. That's a communion Sunday, and so if you wanna give to our benevolence offering, you can do that as you walk out. I wanna let you know also that we have a membership seminar coming up uh, for you to become a member of the church. It's October 16th, October 16th, so mark that. And do um, make your commitment to this church and to the family of God that we would be one. Um, And so now hear these words. May the God who is on our side, the God who through the power of Christ on the cross, rescued us for his purposes. May the power of the Holy Spirit at work, very present with us. May he be with you as you go now to serve him and to be the body of Christ. Go in peace and walk by faith, amen.